0: Work-offs. Whatever the term you want to use is for these next four people, I mean, go for it. <laughs> but you gotta pick uh, so who's the biggest clown of a person this year? Antonio Brown, Meyer, John Gruden or Jackson Mahomes? And I'll pose this tough question to my friend Connor Newman.
1: All right, welcome to episode 19 of the Gridiron Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Scully, back for 2022 with week 18, the last week of the NFL regular season. Joined tonight, as usual, by my counterpart, Dan, who's got a chicken limb to him right now.
2: Yep. The shoulder is
0: new. Yeah, uh, it's a little stiff and it's ready to go.
1: Nice. ev how are you tonight, buddy?
0: Pretty good. Not bad. We just talked earlier. Good to see you again.
1: Yeah, great to see <laughs> you. Pleased to <laughs> be with
3: you. Pleased to be with Newman, you. Uh, yes. How are you? I'm lovely. It's good to be back a couple hours later. Evan actually surprisingly not on Evan time, on real time. Made it in 10 Shocking minutes. minutes. Well, Evan nice.
1: time is 15 minutes late. If if no one knows that by now. You were close to fifteen minutes late for this pod, uh, and last but certainly not least, our special guest for the first episode of the new year, Frankie Molino. Welcome back, buddy.
4: Good to be back for a new year, new year, new pod. See Looking
1: we... forward to having you today, Frankie.
4: Looking forward. Uh, to Love to talk football anytime.
1: Gonna shake some things up for today's pod. Gonna bring the lineup card segment over from Clubhouse implement it into gridiron um not really sure what we'll call it why don't we call it the uh first nine plays out of halftime the script you would call that the opening script the opening script that's what we'll call this i like that The opening script it's
2: really for the start of a game but opening script
1: i like that a lot uh evan would you like to take us away with the opening script
0: i would love to um yeah so this should be fun i think i got some pretty good questions written down here so this is kind of going to be like uh, I know we got one more week left in the regular season, but it's kind of going to serve as a year in review almost. Looking back at the good moments and the good games and the uh, good performances, good players of the year twenty twenty one. We got some good questions, so boys, let's hop right into it. So question number one: Which game was the uh, the NF was the best NFL playoff game? Of the year, I, I mistyped in that uh, screenshot that I shared with you guys. I said, which game was the NFL playoff game of the year? Oh, no, that actually makes sense. Never mind. Um, I will start with Newman on this question. Uh, the options are the NFC Championship last year, where, where, where Tampa Bay beat Green Bay 31-26. to The Super Bowl, Tampa Bay beat Kansas City 31-9. AFC Divisional, that game uh, with the Cleveland Browns, and Kansas City Chiefs 22 17. KC took that AFC championship last year 38 24. KC over Buffalo. Connor, who are you? What game are you picking?
3: Well, it's certainly not the Super Bowl. That shit was boring as fuck. Outside of that ridiculous Mahomes incompletion, that game was boring. So I'm taking oh, Chiefs. Fuck
1: you for just commenting on that play. It's oh, so Tom. nice, though.
3: Um, I'm taking Chiefs Browns because I was looking back and I remember it's. Not only the Chad Henney, he comes in the biggest fourth end of the year and converts. They also had that bitch-ass Sorensen hit to the head on Higgins. ball goes into the end zone. It's a touchback. I mean, we can debate the, the stupidness of that rule another time, but I, those were two huge moments in the playoffs, so cool game. Dan?
2: I agree. I um, agree. I think it was the most interesting game. Uh, obviously, Cleveland, uh, it was a very good year for them. And they had a chance late to beat KC. Um, And it looked really good for the Browns franchise, kind of flopped this year. But, I mean, that was a very good game, very entertaining.
0: Frankie, do you agree with the other two?
4: I do. Unfortunately, I can't be much different with this one. That was the most exciting playoff game of the year by far. It came down to the last stretch for both teams. And it was fun watching Chad Henney get to play some ball. (laughs) I was a little bit disappointed. (laughs) I wanted the Browns to come out on that one, but. What can you do
1: on? Yeah, I actually said the NFC championship, um, just two like big plays that I think about the Kevin King, like what a meme that guy is (laughs) giving up that touchdown. Um, that was a funny moment of the playoffs. And I also think the Lafleur decision to kick that field goal was one of the bigger moments of the playoffs. Like it easily could have been green Bay in the super bowl had they decided to go for it. Um, so I think you guys are underlooking that game a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with you, Colin. I said that game. I just thought that Lafleur decision was really interesting. I think that was. I think Rogers obviously visibly uh, he came out and said it. He was kind of pissed off at that uh, decision by Matt Lafleur to kick the field goal rather rather than go for the touchdown. I think you know, looking back on it, I mean, it's 2020 hindsight. Like, obviously, you can't do anything about it at that point. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought Kansas City was. Going to win that AFC divisional game? Yeah, it was close, but like I don't know, wasn't too surprised by the result. Uh, but that obviously would have been second. Uh, moving into question two, which game was the best game of the first half of the NFL season? So I looked at weeks one through eight and picked the best games that I thought. Uh, if, if there are any games that I left off that you can think of that you think were better than these, you can you're more than welcome to share your uh, answer off the board. First game from week two, Arizona, Minnesota, and that shootout, 34-33, Arizona took that one. Tampa Bay, New England, that was Brady's return. Tampa won that week four matchup, 19-17. Green Bay over Cincinnati, that you know, memorable field goal, those field goal misses, Crosby and McPherson, 25-22. Oh, week five, uh, Green Bay won that. The Chargers and Browns. This is when the Browns offense was somewhat, I guess, competent. Uh, I know Nick Chubb ran all over Newman's Chargers in this one 47 to 42. Chargers won that. Dallas, New England, that game went to OT 35 29 uh, in week six. And then Green Bay over Arizona 24 to 21 with AJ Green not turning around. That was week eight. I'll start with Colin this time. What was your game of the first half?
1: Well, I was tempted to say, because I was thinking about this question before the podcast, I was tempted to say, Dallas-New England, but to me, like, in overtime, you could feel Dallas was going to win that game. So I'm going to say Tampa-New England. I think the Brady return, obviously, was the big storyline, but he kind of struggled. Mac almost prevailed. It was a really good Sunday night game, um, close, good defensive battle, kind of what you would have expected from Tom versus Bill. Um, so I'll take that one. Frankie?
4: Yeah, I'm also going to go Tampa Bay, New England. That was a very exciting game to watch. Um, That was the most excitement I've had as a Patriots fan watching a game probably years because, I mean, when you're a Patriots fan, even the Super Bowls aren't that exciting anymore. Um, So that that was a great game to watch. Brady's return, first big game for Mac, first big comeback opportunity for Mac. Came short, but it was a great game.
0: Dan? I'm going
2: to go with the Green Bay Cincinnati game. Um, I know for me uh, in week five, that was the game I kind of focused because I think that was the first chance we kind of knew Cincinnati was maybe going to be a legit team. Um, I know the whole field goal f- uh, fiasco at the end was crazy, but I mean, it was a very good showing for Cincinnati against Green Bay, who is the number one seed right now in the NFC. So I think it was the first shot at us seeing how good Cincinnati would be and just a very good game between two good, good teams.
0: Newman?
3: Yeah, I have to agree. That was easily the funniest game of the first half. Uh, just five missed field goals in a row. And just when you think it's going to end in a tie, Joe Burrow throws a terrible interception. And then Crosby misses what should be a, uh, the game winner. Not to be outdone, McPherson misses the other way and Crosby puts it through in the end. Just a fucking hysterical game to watch.
0: I went with the Dallas-New England game. This was just a roller coaster of a game. I uh, watched it. I mean, it's so crazy real quick that you can kind of remember where you were watching some of these games. I think it's it's (laughs) always interesting. Um, But I was in my dorm watching this game. It was just a roller coaster. Diggs gets the pick six, takes it to the house. We're like, what the fuck? Like, come on. And then that Kendrick Bourne, like 80 yard touchdown. It was like, holy fuck, Dallas. And then Zerline missed a field goal in there and then obviously went to OT. And, um, you know, the touchdown for Lamb waving bye-bye to Jalen Mills. It's just, You remember the little things in some of these games. It's, just, it's funny. But that was really an incredible game, and it was just back and forth, which I really appreciated. Um, now, same question except for the second half. So, first one, Minnesota, Green Bay. Minnesota won that game 34-31 to in a high-scoring thriller week 11. Tampa Bay over Indy, 38-31 week 12. That was the Leonard Fournette game. Detroit over Minnesota, 29-27 in week 13, the Amon Ross St. Brown game-winning touchdown. It's really kind of when he came onto the scene. New England over Buffalo, the notorious Mac Jones three-pass attempt game. That was something uh, to see that we haven't seen in a long time. That was week 13. Tampa Bay over Buffalo, 33-27 in week 14. Perriman, overtime touchdown. Kansas city over the chargers 34 to 28 in week 15. I'll start with Newman. What was your game in the second half?
3: It's gotta be the lions first win against the Vikings. I mean, right after that shooting, you know, Dan Campbell dedicates the game ball to the victims of the shooting. It was such a special moment. You could see how thrilled he was on the sideline, how thrilled the team was. It was a fucking pretty special moment, especially since the week prior, we said they were going 0 and 17 on the pod boy, did they shut us up. Um, but yeah, that has to be the best game of the, of the year, to be honest.
0: Dan, do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I do. Um,
2: I mean, Newman pretty much hit it on the head, but I mean, Detroit, uh, to get their first win of the year, uh, especially in the fashion that they did, um, and the meaning behind it really for the community, not just for the team, uh, like just the franchise, but the whole Detroit community, um, you definitely have to go with this game. I feel um, it just had so much meaning to
0: it. Frankie, do you agree with the other two?
4: Uh, I think for me, I love that Detroit win. It was a great win for them and the community, but I think the, a game with some more implications in that one is a more recent game that we didn't list the Bengals and the chiefs game. That was a huge game as far as uh playoff position goes. And I think it was a fantastic ending to a really good t- game between two strong contenders this year in the Bengals and Chiefs. So it's the one I'm gonna go with. Colin, I saw you nod your head.
1: Yeah, that was the one I was gonna say as well. Um that was my focus game last week. I was very excited to watch it. Um Joe Burrow was amazing. Jamar Chase was amazing. Um Joe Mixon almost got me some money. He had like seven fucking tries from the one yard line couldn't get in unfortunately um, but it was a great game. I was happy to, uh, see Cincinnati win. I love watching Pat Mahomes lose. So basically made my day.
0: I actually wound up going with the Minnesota green Bay game. This was in Minneapolis and this was the game where Jamal Adams had a long touchdown or i mean, excuse me, Valdez Scantling, I believe had that long touchdown Adams went off in this game. Um,
1: Jamal which, or Devante.
0: Huh? What did I say? Adams and Adams, and Scott, I'm really tripping tonight. Holy shit. I need to sleep. <laughs> um, Devontae, thank you. I meant Valdez Scantling had that touchdown. Adams had that monster game. Jefferson also had that monster game. That was the kind of the game in the chat where we said Justin Jefferson, arguably top five receiver in the league. Like he really came out of this. Scene. He was just a back and forth thrower. Um, another just exciting game to watch. I was at an AK side Thanksgiving for that one. So, I mean, just like I said, remember the small things. Um, Question four, which individual performance this season was the most impressive? Derrick Henry against Seattle. It's kind of a forgotten game because it was so earlier in the year, but he had 35 rushes, 182 yards on the ground, three touchdowns, also caught six passes for 55 yards. Jonathan Taylor against Buffalo. We know that game, the five-touchdown game for Taylor, 32, 185, and four, and then he had three catches for 19 yards on a touchdown. Joe Burrow against Baltimore. Thirty-seven of forty-six, five hundred twenty-five yards, four touchdowns, no picks. That was what fourth all-time or something like that, uh, in passing yards. And then the Jamar Chase game uh, against Kansas City, eleven for two sixty-six and three, uh, just winning championships across the country. Uh, in fantasy, Colin, who's what's your pick? I-
1: I gotta go, Burrow. Um, anytime you throw for 500 yards or more in a game is pretty spectacular. Really, anytime you throw for 400 or more, it's like a phenomenal game. Um, no turnovers, very impressive. Less than 10 incompletions on almost 50 throws. Like it's a very, very, very good day against a division rival in a very big game late in the season. It's just a statement win. So great performance by Joe. Righty.
4: I'm going to go with uh, Jonathan Taylor's game against the Bills. Um, I mean, he put up some video game-like numbers for a running back, basically threw himself into the MVP conversation with that game. And the Bills have a very good run defense when they're not playing against the Patriots in the rain. So for him to do that against that competition and that that atmosphere is very, very impressive, and I think he's had a great year. Dan?
2: I'm going with the Jamar chase performance. I mean, rookie wide receiver to put up those type of numbers against the, what was the best team in the AFC. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And really like some of those plays were just huge explosive plays. I mean, I I think of the long 60 yard touchdown that he had uh, the jukey had the start and then just takes off and just runs by everybody. It's third and 27 burrow just throws it up and he mosses uh, war the corner for Casey. I mean, what a performance, and just for a rookie, that's crazy. So I have to go with Jamar Chase.
0: Newman?
3: Yeah, it's Jamar Chase for me, too. I mean, he seemingly was the rookie of the year for the better half of the year, kind of lost his, his footing on that, and then fucking snatched that shit back. Um, two 60-plus-yard touchdowns, like Dan said. that fucking He outran like nine defenders. Seemingly every 50-50 ball was going his way. It was just an unreal performance. Um, pretty spectacular.
2: Um, in one note, uh, it was funny. I was watching the pregame and they're actually interviewing Jamar chase and they're like, well, what haven't we seen from you yet? Like, what do you want to like improve upon? And he's like, I want to show people that I can make those contested catches. Like no one's seen me make those spectacular catches. And lo and behold, he has like a handful in this one game. It, it's, it's just kind of funny how that timing works out.
0: Yeah. I went with the Jonathan Taylor game. I'm, I'm going to agree with Frankie on this. Um, maybe I'm a little bit biased because I had him on my fantasy team, but I mean, 53 points. It was the highest PPR score this season in fantasy football. And if you don't recall in this very podcast, we had asked, I posed the question, I believe it was clubhouse of, you know, talking about fantasy bust through like the first couple few weeks of the year. And he was on that list. And to think if he actually had an insane, like, you know, you know, first three weeks, like he did the rest of the way, I mean, he, like, his numbers are just insane, and it was really quite the turnaround. They figured it out that they had to get him the ball 30 times uh, to be good on offense. So, good for Frank Reich and, and the Colts, and good for him. What a year. Um, Question five. We saw some upsets this year. Um, which game was the most surprising? The Jaguars' 9-6 win over the Bills in week nine. The Lions' 30-12 to upset over the Cardinals in week 15. The Lions over the Vikings, that was their first win right after we had said that they wouldn't win a game on this podcast in week 13. And then the Saints surprising everybody with a 9 nothing win. Not Maybe not Newman, but Tampa didn't score a point in that game, which was really surprising. They've been kind of scoring 30 all year, so that score was surprising. So let's see. I'll start with Colin again.
1: There are definitely some surprises on there. thought about the Tampa Bay loss. Um both Detroit ones make sense, but also, like, we, we said it all year. Detroit had been fighting. They were in a lot of games late, and they were bound to win one eventually. We all kind of just lost hope when they just kept losing close game after close game. Um, but for me, it's the Buffalo loss to Jacksonville. I mean, they're an absolute shit show. Josh Allen looked like a high schooler. Um, it was just really pathetic by one of the better teams in the AFC. Um, so that would have to be my answer.
4: Maggie. I'm also going to go with the Jacksonville upset against Buffalo. I mean, that game really ruined my chance in our picks league for a minute there. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I just could not have seen that coming. I like, if you had asked me what was more likely them beating Buffalo or Detroit beating Minnesota at that time. I would have said Detroit beating Minnesota is more likely than Jacksonville beating Buffalo, let alone holding one of the better offenses in the NFL to six points. It was just a almost despicable game from a football football fan standpoint. (laughs) Dan, do you agree with the other two?
2: Yeah, I have to. I mean, like the bills up to that point were probably the AFC favorite. And then they just go into Jacksonville and lay like an absolute goose egg, only six points. And it's not like the Jaguars really played that well. Like, they only put up nine points. Like, the only other game I could maybe think of is the Lions-Cardinals game. But, like, the Lions just came off a win, like, two weeks ago. Cardinals weren't playing well. Like, this Jaguars-Bills game just kind of came out of nowhere. So, I have to go with that one. Connor?
3: Yep, make it another one for me. I'm going fucking Bills-Jags. Um, it just started off like a string of upsets. I feel like in every subsequent week, there was a big upset. I know the Rams got beat, I think, the next week by a shit team. Um, honorable mention to my fucking charters getting blown off the doors by fucking Houston two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> but for the fact that the Bills could not muster 10 points against the Jaguars was just so bad.
0: Yeah, I think everybody's hit. The nail on the head with this one, as Dan would say, clean sweep. Uh, yeah, it's not even close. And it's so funny because I still remember the images of Urban Meyer's face after this game. Like, like I feel like he was happy, but like, God, like I feel like he was just not too fired up. Was this his last win, by the way, as a Jaguars coach? Had to be.
4: Yeah, I don't and, think there were that many more of them.
0: There, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> anyway,
0: um. So which player it could be any position has impressed you the most this season, Connor?
3: It has to be the fantasy football sensation. Cordero Patterson um, was on the waiver wire for most people for the, through the first two weeks. And he went from being like this special teamer, only kickoff returner to have the whole fucking Atlanta offense run through him. It's a fucking insane there. He put through, especially when Calvin Ridley, uh decided to leave football for a bit. Um, just an incredible year for Cordero Patterson.
2: Damn. This one's gonna be a little biased and probably gonna be a little change of uh, a little change of my take on this player, but Jalen Hurts. Um oh. coming into the year, I thought they'd not be good. I thought Jalen would not play well, looking for a rookie quarterback to replace him. Um I give the guy all the credit in the world. He's played pretty good in some games pretty bad in some games I'll, I'll i'll be honest about that but i mean you get this eagles team to the playoffs i i applauds to you like very impressed with what jalen's had to do um and he's also impressed as a leader i knew he would be a good leader but even on the field so very impressed with what jalen hurts
4: had to do with the eagles this year right uh for me it's got to be micah parsons coming in as a rookie And playing essentially every single position on the field outside of cornerback is just unbelievable. And then to do it at a level that's top five at every one of those positions and defensive end, you could put him at defensive end, he'd be a top five end in the league right now. You could put him at linebacker, he's top five linebacker. Defensive tackle, I mean, mean, maybe not defensive tackle, but you get the (laughs) idea. This dude can do literally everything, and he has done literally everything. He made that Dallas Cowboys defense from the worst defense in the NFL, arguably, last year to probably a middle-of-the-pack top 15 defense this year, all from one player. And he's literally probably, the, in my opinion, he is the MVP on the defensive side of the ball this year. And to do that as a rookie is just unheard of. I mean, he's having the best rookie season for a defensive player since like Lawrence Taylor, so.
1: Colin? Mine's going to be Jalen Waddell. um, 99 catches, 988 yards, five touchdowns. So almost 100 catches, 1,000-yard season as a rookie with Tua Tagovailoa as your quarterback. I'd say that's a pretty impressive feat. Especially when you share targets with a guy like Mike Isecki, uh Devontae Parker for parts of the season, occasionally Will Fuller when he decided that he was going to be healthy. Um, but Waddle had a really good year, 39th ranked player in fantasy, really carried my team through the middle half of the season. Um, so I was very impressed with him this year.
0: Uh, I actually had Parsons down, but I'm not going to say him since Frankie did. So I'll go with someone uh, that I also was considering. I'm going to go with Robert Quinn, uh, the kind of outside linebacker for the Chicago bears playing some end. I mean, I was lucky enough to get, because one of my fantasy football leagues has defensive players. And when Daniil Hunter got hurt and was listed out for the year, I did not know what to do for my defensive end position. And Robert Quinn was out there and Robert Quinn had a couple games where he had like two sacks in a row. Like, and I, and I gave him, I said, you know what? I got to add somebody. So I I wound up adding Robert Quinn. And really, he had a fantastic year. And and kind of no one's talking about it, which is kind of a shame. I mean, he made the Pro Bowl, which is great. But, I mean, 17 sacks behind Watt. I mean, and then he also is third in the league in tackles for loss. Like, no one is even talking about this guy. Granted, he's like 32. But to still be getting it done at this level, I mean, he was, he was absolutely incredible this year. And I think more people should be talking about Robert Quinn. Um, flipping this over, which player disappointed you the most this year, Colin?
1: I hope we all have the same player, and it better be Allen Robinson. Uh, this is a guy that was talked about as like maybe a top 20, top 15 wide receiver in the league. Um, a guy that really couldn't get happy in Chicago. It seemed like Chicago was unwilling to please him in terms of a contract. Uh, and this was a contract year for him. People expected him to blow the doors off. Justin Fields, new quarterback. Uh, Robinson would be the bonafide number one. But no, uh, he's a fucking ghost. I think he had maybe 30 catches this year. Uh, absolute fantasy bust. I think I wasted a fifth-round pick on him in multiple drafts. Um, so fuck Allen Robinson.
4: Righty? Um, I mean... Alvin Robinson has definitely been a disappointment, but he's not my biggest disappointment. I, When you're unhappy with a situation like he is, I almost thought he was going to hold out. So I think my biggest disappointment is definitely Baker Mayfield. Um, I've always been a Baker guy, and after last year's performance and the AFC playoffs against the Chiefs, it's, I never would have expected him to come in and just play poorly like he has this year. I mean – Debatably, he's the reason Odell left the team. Not that anyone cares so much about that, but I'm just saying, and that Browns team just should be better. And it's maybe it's a collective disappointment for the Browns, but Baker's definitely a huge part of that.
0: Go ahead, Colin.
1: Real quick, um, Allen Robinson last year. This is just crazy. 151 targets, 102 catches, 1250 yards, six touchdowns this year 62 targets 36 catches 388 yards and one touchdown. I mean, the drop off. The fantasy teams exponential.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is? It's my fault. I actually drafted him in the clubhouse league, so that's on me. I apologize for his production. Oh. I'm cursed. <laughs>
2: yeah, for those that don't know in um in one of our other fantasy leagues, uh, Frank it has this curse where anybody he drafts, they get injured or have a really bad year. For no Every reason. single player Frank drafted within, like, the first six rounds, like, was injured for a substantial amount of time or out for the year.
4: Who'd you have?
1: Dobbins, <laughs> well, Ridley. No,
4: I dra- So, Christian McCaffrey's my first overall pick, but, I mean, that's – that's everybody who drafts McCaffrey that happens. Oh, and just give I'm pulling up the team. You can keep going. I'll let you know when it's yeah, awesome.
2: I'll, I'll get my player and then we could get to that. Um, so <laughs> my disappointing player actually is gonna be Baker Mayfield as well. Um, I mean, just coming into the year, a lot of people thought the Browns would have a good year. I know some people picked them as offensive player of the year. Um, and just like Frank said, I don't think anyone could have predicted the Browns playing this bad. Um, and I just know. Uh, like for Baker Mayfield individually, he's played very poorly, and I know he's dealing with a labrum injury, which I have a labrum injury, but he has it in his left shoulder, not his right shoulder. So, as much as you could blame the injury on how poorly he's played, I really don't think you can. A left, like a labrum injury in your left shoulder, that that's not causing you to throw four picks against Green Bay when your defense is absolutely giving you a chance to win the game. Like Baker Mayfield just played at such a bad. Level this year, and like it's even caused people to in like league circles to question if he'll be the quarterback there next year. And this is a guy we thought was going to lead Cleveland for years to come into the playoffs, so just an absolutely disappointing year for Baker Mayfield.
0: And before Newman goes, I'll go around the panel here real quick quick yes or no. Will Baker Mayfield be the Browns starting quarterback next year? Colin, yes or no? Yes, Frankie, yes, Dan, yes, Connor, yep. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, if he has another bad year next year, though, I mean, they got to think about doing something because he will Well, don't
1: they have to pay him this year? Well, they, they gave have him, to pay him like
2: fifth-year
0: Yeah. Do you think that – yeah, do you think that they will? They are. Well, it,
2: it's did, the yeah. fifth-year option, so they've already oh. picked it up.
4: Oh, I so see. That's
2: why it's so expensive. Gotcha. Yeah,
4: so he'll be there next year for sure. After that is a question mark, but as of right now, I mean – is not a better option. He's been good every other year he's played, at least, you know, mostly good. So, yeah. I, I mean, this year he stunk, but I think it's reasonable to assume he could come back.
1: Mm-hmm. What about Deshaun uh, Watson to Cleveland?
2: I've seen that rumored, but I, I doubt he'd
0: want to go there. Why? I mean, they got – Why? It's a complete
1: team without a situation.
0: quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the receivers.
1: That can be worked on, but yeah, like it's a band pretty band. fucking good team. Solid.
0: I don't know. I mean, yeah, they're a good team. They have a good old line, and they got Nick Chubb and Hunt.
1: Um, I'm Deshaun Garrett on the other side.
2: If I'm Deshaun and I have to choose between Cleveland, Ohio, or Miami, Florida. I'm going to Miami, Florida.
4: Oh, where, so we're in the NBA now where he plays pick well, and play where it's warmer. I listen, forgot. this guy's <laughs> got a, a case on him, so he
2: kind of doesn't yeah. get the pick-and-choose. But if he is picking and choosing, I'm not going to Cleveland.
4: Yeah, that's fair. Depends on what he cares about, I guess.
1: I mean, who the fuck wants to play for the Miami Dolphins, dude? I mean, All they're their actually fans not are a tourists. terrible
4: team outside of their quarterback who seems to be off and on mediocre to terrible.
1: No, the I like the team. I'm just saying, like, there's not no such thing as a real Miami Dolphin fan. Who cares? You're just in like,
2: Miami, Florida for the whole middle year. There's Miami clubs that will
1: let him in game.
4: because he's a Dolphins quarterback. That's all he cares about.
1: <laughs> He'll be banned from all clubs after this. Yeah, no one's gonna ordeal. want.
2: No one's gonna want him in their bar or club.
1: Depends yeah. on how the court case.
0: <laughs> anyway off that talk back on what's
1: newman's disappointing player Uh, it's
3: alan fucking robinson come on he's fucking terrible i was just looking he was in the nfl top 100 the past two seasons and this year he's not in the top 100 in receptions yards or touchdowns um in his own fucking position group and i wasted a fifth round pick on him so fuck you alan robinson
0: uh i actually want saquon barkley um for a couple of reasons. One, he was drafted to be an RB one, which I never understood. I know Newman didn't understand it. I'm sure this whole panel didn't understand it. Um, finished the year running back 33. That was behind Darrell Williams, AJ Dillon, Devin Singletary, Devontae Freeman, and Sony Michelle to name a few. He only had two games where he finishes an RB one all year. And he only had three games, uh, this season when he finished as a top 20 running back. Um, Barkley, I think Newman, I know how he feels about Barkley. I I don't know what to say about Barkley anymore, guys. I, I granted I know that the line sucks, but like those numbers speak for themselves. Well, the
1: problem is for Barkley is the line is terrible and the quarterback play is fucking vile. So every defense just takes away the run to force them to throw.
0: Any other thoughts on, on the panel here? Um, um. You can go,
2: Frank.
4: I mean, Barkley is a good player. I don't think there's any question, really, that Barkley's talented. His biggest issues are, one, injuries, and, two, the Giants team is just not a running – it's not built to have a every down runner because their offensive line ain't that guy. They aren't moving people all over the field for Saquon Barkley to run it for six yards in an obvious running situation. Hmm. So, I mean, you mix that with his – the fact that he's never a hundred percent healthy, and it's just not a good situation for him to succeed. Dan, did you have something to say?
2: Yeah, um, I think Saquon and I totally blanked out on anything Frank just said because I was looking at his fantasy team. Um, That's right. I said
0: I called Devonte Adams Jamal Adams when I was blanking out, so I had to put my glasses on so I can feel more engaged in sports. <laughs>
4: Fair enough. <laughs>
2: Um, I think Saquon, like he's just been injured so much um, over the last couple of years, and the offensive line's not good. So I feel like he's just lost some of that explosiveness, some of that vision that you need as a running back. Um, and we've kind of seen running backs once you're injured uh, a couple times, you just kind of lose some of your skill. Like uh, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, like once you're out of the game for a bit, you really start to lose some of that vision and like athleticism. So. I don't want to say it's catching up to Saquon, because I really do believe the Giants are just an absolute shit bag of an offense, even with those receivers and Daniel Jones there. Um, and like, I don't want to write them off yet, but like, that's how running backs are. As soon as you get to that point where you're hurt and you're starting to lose athleticism, you're done.
0: Now, that's I think, towards. I think it's fair to say that granted, I know we haven't seen any signs of that from Christian McCaffrey, I would pose this question. Do we feel like that, like Dalvin Cook could be the next guy to kind of fall off a little bit? Do we think that? I mean, granted, dealt with more injuries this year. We saw the game he had against Green Bay. Are you seeing any signs of Dalvin Cook slowing down? I mean, granted, you know, he was taken so high in fantasy drafts this year, top three pick in most leagues. What are your thoughts on him? I guess that's Um, for everybody.
2: I would say – like, I'm not even going to say Dalvin Cook. I'm going to say running back as a whole, and even, like, fantasy, because I think this is partly the reason to pump my own draft strategy, why I won the championship. Like, running backs are just – you should not be drafting them high because they get hurt all the time. I mean, I think every top running back this year spent a significant amount of time on the IR this year.
1: Like – Not Taylor. I went,
0: hmm? Well, real Taylor. quick – Yes, and real quick, just Taylor, yes. real quick to interrupt, it was guys like Sonny Michelle, Daryl Williams that were winning people championships. Anyway.
2: Yeah, like Christian McCaffrey was heard a lot. Alvin Kamara was heard a lot. Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. Um, you kind of can just go down the list, obviously, besides Jonathan Taylor. But um, even coming into the year, Jonathan Taylor was projected to share the backfield with three running backs or two other running backs. So I went re- receiver heavy. Um, all these running backs get hurt. I managed to pick up Cordero Patterson and get uh, Kareem Hunt and even what won me the championship, Boston Scott, because Miles Sanders got hurt. Like these running backs just can't play a full season. Like it's just a position that they're you can't stay healthy.
4: There's way too much wear and tear. I mean, they're literally getting tackled in force every single play. So It's impossible for a guy to be getting hit by guys who are running 20 miles an hour, weighing 240 pounds and hitting them every single down. I mean, how are you not? There's no way he's going to stay on the field. So it's reasonable. That's why you don't draft him in the first round, David Gettleman. Um, Anyway, while we're on the fantasy topic, I can bring up my fantasy team real quick if you want. So, So we'll start. Kyler Murray is my quarterback. He was out for like four games with an ankle injury. Javante Williams is one of my running backs. He didn't play for half the year, like in a full-time role. And when he did start playing, he was questionable a couple games, whatever. Michael Carter was on IR for most of the season. Um, Keenan Allen had COVID at least twice. Russell Gage, I just picked up recently, so he doesn't count. George Kittle was on IR for a significant portion of the year. Daryl Henderson's on IR. Justin Tucker, whatever, he's a kicker, charges defense, don't care. Carson Wentz got hurt at some point. Tevin Coleman, I picked up and when Michael Carter got hurt. And the day I picked him up, he got concussion in practice. Was your team in, named the
0: nursing home? Huh? Was your team named the nursing home or the hospital? That's no, but
4: this is in our other league. Oh, wait, you mean – oh, literally? Yeah, probably. Yeah, should. literally. <laughs> yeah, no, this is actually the injured reserve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Damian Harris – out for multiple weeks with a hamstring injury. Kenny Galladay, out for most of the season with a hamstring injury. Christian Kirk, out with COVID. Dallas Gardner, out with COVID. There was a point in the year where I had to drop players who I had as starters because I didn't have enough players to play a game. <laughs> and Christian McCaffrey was my first pick. Yeah, and Christian
2: McCaffrey oh, yeah, was his
0: first pick. That's unlike anything I ever heard before.
4: It was unbelievable. Since, yeah, maybe. The real, like, kicker was when I picked up Coleman to replace Michael Carter because Coleman was doing well in the one game he had as a replacement. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll replace Carter. It's easy switch, even switch. He got a concussion in practice on a Wednesday, the day I picked him up. So I must, ask, happen.
0: I must ask real quick, Frankie, what was your record in this
4: league? It was good. I made the playoffs. I was, like, the fourth seed, fifth seed.
2: Yeah, you were the fourth seed, and then you lost in the first round.
4: I am an exceptional, exceptional – uh, fantasy waiver wire GM. So <laughs> that's, that's what I <laughs> Good for you. That's, Man,
0: what, that's impressive, I, given the team. Thank
4: you. Yeah. No, we're cursed, though. So that's where the curse comes from. You'll hear about it again, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. I need to start writing formal apologies to these players when I draft them. Like, hey, <laughs> sorry in advance for the torn ACL you get in week four. Colin but, and <laughs> I,
0: real quick, Colin and I watched Homeland last night. And one of the characters... Ah, uh, Peter Quinn was on this mission where, granted, all, all of them going away have these pre-written cards in case they die. That like go out to their to to a person that they want to receive the letter. Okay, you should have one for every player you draft, and then that way you'll have them already because you'll probably wind up sending them because everyone will get injured.
4: Yeah, no, like, for real. I need to start actually apologizing to these dudes, especially Tevin Coleman, man. Shout out, he'll never listen to this podcast, but Tevin, if you're listening for some reason, man, I am so sorry. (laughs) That was my fault. All right, Uh, now
0: we're moving to question eight here. That was a good laugh. Um, Funny story. So, question eight, these people – we won't have on the podcast, so I'll, I'll, call, I'll call them all fucking clutch bags, you know, assholes, jerk offs, whatever the you want to use for these next four people. I mean, go for it. <laughs> but you got to pick. Uh, so who's the biggest clown of a person this year? Antonio Brown, Meyer, John Gruden or Jackson Mahomes? And I'll pose this tough question to my friend, Connor Newman.
3: It better be Urban Meyer across the board. This fucking guy. First, we have him dancing with that chick at the club. Then he's, he's not even flying home on the team plane. He's having the, the coaches defend their resume to him because he's a fucking winner. Then Marvin Jones leaves the facility. They have to force him to come back to work. And then he fucking kicks his own fucking kicker <laughs> before <laughs> all this. And then they finally decide to let him go. I mean, what a fucking dickhead. Uh, it's unbelievable.
0: Real quick, maybe I should have put Shad Khan on this list since they're all just clowns wearing mustaches. <laughs> next week uh
2: dan yeah i'm going with urban meyer Uh, i've made it publicly known on this pod that i did not like urban meyer as the jacksonville jaguars head coach um i'd love to know what the home life is like now that he's home all the time with his wife um you know after he decided to go to a bar and just have a lap dance from some chick um but it has to be Urban Meyer. Just an absolute douche of an NFL head coach. Um, it's kind of coming out that uh, some other stuff that happened that the media didn't know about, but like Urban Meyer, just absolute
0: douche. Colin, real quick. Well,
1: I think on the home front for Urban Meyer, I heard after the incident uh, his wife was defending him on Twitter saying he needed a guy's night out. So sounds like Mrs. <laughs> Meyer out. is, uh, <laughs> well, is with a writer chick. guy.
4: Mrs. Meyer likes that Mr. Meyer paycheck. Yeah. yeah. What that sounds like, unfortunately. I'm um, you were going to
0: say something else, but it's your turn. <laughs> oh, Mr.
4: man. Oh. Um, well, in the year where Antonio Brown looked like a fan streaking across the field, John Gruden dropped the hard R and called the commissioner uh, – words I don't feel like using – and Jackson Mahomes did a TikTok on a dead dude's memorial number. It's still Urban Meyer because that guy is that much of a tool. <laughs> like, I don't know how you did it, Urban, but you made John Gruden the second least favorable coach in the NFL right now. I don't know how he did it, but I mean he did. He did. I mean, the the Jaguars are more of a mess than the Raiders. And the Raiders have had three guys arrested this year. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how you do it, man. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I feel bad for the owner of the Jaguars. I really do, because the man's trying. He does. He's financially pretty good. He's good to the fans, from what I understand. He's considered no, a good owner.
0: The fans are wearing clowns impersonating this man next
4: week. I know. Good for them. They should be. Well,
1: to me, ahead, Khan is the biggest clown. Because he was conned by Urban Meyer into even hiring this fucking bozo. Yeah, but I mean, did how at, did this you, guy even get a job?
4: I don't know. But you look at Ohio State, and Ohio State never had these issues. Granted, it's college. I understand that. But, I mean, it's not like at Ohio State, they, Ohio State's kicker was like, yeah, he kicked me. Like, that didn't happen. <laughs> so, like, I don't – this man is just something else. I don't know. I, 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 he should not have been in the NFL. He should have stayed retired. And he ha- he's got a bad heart, and I'm starting to think it from his lifestyle. Well, uh, real
0: quick before Colin goes, two other things that Connor forgot in his list. <laughs> Number one, remember the Tim Tebow situation? They tried to bring in Tim Tebow at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that was a complete failure. And also, he brought someone over from college who had a history of, I don't, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I'm not 100% entirely sure, but I think it was of some racism um, in college. And he brought him in. Pretty much said, all right, like, you don't even need to be interviewed. You're just a part of the staff. So, I mean, God, it's a whole list. Anyway, Colin, sorry to cut you off.
1: He also drafted ETN with fucking James Robinson. Like, what a waste of a first-round pick. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's Urban Meyer. And there's no more need to pile on. And then he gets – fucking up. rolling long right now. Yeah.
4: Just an- another point, if you're the Jaguars – well, so if you're con. You have got to get rid of your GM finally, too. He's had this guy for like the past three coaches. Like, there's a point where they're both the problem. Yeah. And like, if you're the Jaguars, your GM is absolutely part of the problem. Your only good player out outside of Trevor Lawrence is Jackson Robinson. That's it. You have two good players, and your defensive line's pretty solid. I like
0: Josh both. Allen.
4: Yeah, their defensive line's solid. But outside of that, you don't have a single real starter on your entire offense. LaVisca, Chanel, sure, DJ Chark's all right, but that's it. You have, like, I can count on a hand and a half how many actual NFL players are on this roster, and that's concerning. <laughs> yeah.
0: 100%. All right, our last question, boys, here, and I'll we'll move on to something else. Uh, lock it in now. Um, this is your last time to change your Super Bowl prediction we will hold these answers to account i will be writing them down to hold each of you responsible for what you're about to say so colin your super bowl prediction if if you can also know what you had it as cuz i know we changed it once so what was your mid season one if you remember and then what is your new one
1: i i don't honestly remember my mid season one um my new one and i'm very very tempted to take the Cincinnati Bengals I'll say that Um, but I'm taking Buffalo Green Bay as my Super Bowl Uh, I think if this is this is going to be one of the years over the next 10-ish years where the Chiefs are vulnerable enough and have enough losses during the regular season where I don't think they're necessarily locked as the absolute favorite right now I think they're other teams in the AFC that are seen on an equal playing field. I think Buffalo is one of them. I also think the Bengals are one of them. I think the Bengals offense can beat any team in the league. Um, But for me, it's Buffalo. And then on the NFC side of things, Rogers just just made such little mistakes all year. I can't see him really losing a game uh, because of, Hit the offense making mistakes. Jones and Dylan have become a pretty good duo. The defense looks really good. Um, so I, I'm taking Green Bay.
0: It is worth noting quickly about Green Bay. Uh, I don't think this is getting talked about at all. AJ Dylan's out carrying Aaron Jones, uh, which I think is. Yeah, kind
1: of- I was going to mention Aaron Jones when we are talking about disappointments, but the discussion just went wayward, so I didn't. Frankie. Who's, what's your Super Bowl pick?
4: I'm going to go... Man, I really don't want to put the Bucks in it, but I don't know if I can not put the Bucks in it. Um, Although, is Godwin out for the year? What happened with that? I forget. He's out for
0: the year. Yeah, he's done though. You yeah, Fine.
4: I'm going to put the Rams versus... I'm thinking Cincinnati right now. Yeah, Cincinnati Rams. That's my prediction. Wow. Um, I just don't think... Like, every time I see the Chiefs play, their defense is still, at this point, not a championship defense. Not that they usually need one, but I don't think that offense is firing at the cylinders that it usually is. Mm -hmm. Um, Cincinnati looked good when they played them. I think Cincinnati's – I think Joe Burrow's the next, like – I'm not calling him the next Tom Brady in that I think he's going to win like Tom Brady, but I think he's that type of dude when it comes to winning a game. He's just got to go in there and win. Well, I, think- I have
0: a quick question for you. You can make the first guarantee on the pod um, if you would like. We haven't done a guarantee on a podcast yet in 2022. You can – I mean, I'll give you the chance. If you want to go guarantee something about the Bengals, it could be a Joe Barr MVP next year. It could be Bengals in the – like, I don't know. I feel like you're – you're speaking- Frankie,
1: don't let this man put words in your mouth. Trying <laughs> to no, fold you I'm like a lawn chair.
4: MVP is way too much of a – stats-based like long shot of a thing burrow will be a top four for mvp next year i'll give you that that's my guarantee all right wow first guarantee of 2022 all right now as i continue here um the rams so the rams i think are a fantastic football team and i think we're gonna kind of see matt stafford's real ability Finally on display in the playoffs. Hopefully, if he's really that guy. Whoa! Soundbite. <laughs> I was like, whoa, is Steve Smith in this pod, bro? Um, yeah. Oh, uh, so anyway. Um, yeah, no, I think Matt Stafford's gonna get a chance to show if he's really that dude, and I think he is personally. That's why I put them in the Super Bowl. I don't think the Packers are enough of a complete team outside of Aaron Rodgers to make it, and I don't think the Cardinals are that great, so. I And, like, the Buccaneers are just too injured, banged up right now. So I'm rolling with that. Uh,
0: As a host of this segment, I have to push back a little bit on your Stafford take. Are you at all concerned about his performance against the Ravens? I mean, he looked just abysmal.
4: Uh, no, because I'm not concerned about Josh Allen's performance against the Jaguars.
0: So you think it's just uh,
4: what's the word?
0: Just it,
4: It's a stinker, dude. It's a bad game. Quarterbacks do it, unless they're Tom Brady. Typically, quarterbacks do it. Or Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying Matt Stafford's the best quarterback in this playoff. I think he's the best quarterback who's on the best team, in my opinion, as of this moment, especially defensively. That Rams defense is head and shoulders better than any of the other defenses in that conference, except maybe the Buccaneers. I think think
0: you're sleeping on Dallas defense.
4: No, Dallas defense is stats and show. Dallas's defense is a corner who lets up 1,000 yards this season, but no one talks about it because he has a lot of interceptions that got thrown right to him. <laughs> Dallas- I think as
0: a whole, the Dallas defense as a unit this season did a lot of good things. They did a lot of good things. And they have some really big playmakers on that defense.
4: I think Micah Parsons is the real one on that defense. Like I said, he's phenomenal, but one player on defense ain't pushing you to the next level, and the Rams have like four or five of those players. So, I, if, if I had to choose between – I think Dallas is a top – like I said before, Dallas is a top 15, top 10 defense. The Rams are a top four defense in, the, in this playoff. So, I think you mix that with their offensive capabilities. See, that's the biggest thing is whether or not they realize their offensive potential in each game in this playoff because there's no time for a bad game, bad performance here. But if they play up to their potential, which I think they will, I, I, I would pick them.
0: Dan, I'm going to go
2: Chiefs and Packers. Um, Chiefs can turn it on at any moment. The defense has fixed itself enough to the point where they're not letting up 40 points. Um, And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just on a mission this year. Um, I don't think anyone's going to beat him. Um, And you know what? No, I'm not going to do that yet. Whoa, I like you were about to guarantee something.
4: That, yeah, I, I was going to
2: guarantee something, but you know what? I'm not going to do that yet. No, wait, wait till okay. next
0: week. Connor Newman, four years.
3: Um, I took Titans Rams in the preseason, and I will stick with Titans Rams. Titans,
0: I so before the year, I had Packers Chiefs. Um, Mid-year, I changed it, and I'm just going to keep with it because, listen, I better die on this hill. To have them at 14-3 and three at the beginning of the year, uh, I just think I got to die on this hill. And I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. It, partly a meme, partly not a meme.
2: Guarantee um, it.
0: Garrett, yeah. I don't know if I can do that. Um, yeah, do bitch.
3: It. Guarantee it, bitch. Come on.
0: Guarantee it. Um. I'm trying to figure out what I would want I, what want my guarantee to be. All right, fuck it. You know, if I go for one to start the year, it's okay. I'll fuck it. I'll guarantee. It. I'm dying on this hill. Dallas will make it to the Super Bowl. I'm not gonna
1: I'm
3: not. It. let's go. Here my guarantee that someone's guarantee field. will be wrong. It will come true. The,
0: the machine <laughs> at the top of this hill. You. Oh, so man. listen, I, I have to start the year with this. So I got Dallas Buffalo. And I'm picking Dallas. This was my midseason one, so I'm just gonna roll with it. But so Good are discussion? you gonna
2: guarantee that they'll win the Super Bowl?
0: Uh well I, I don't know. I, for them to get there, I'd be pretty happy with my guarantee. I, I don't know if I can that's like betting a hundred dollars versus fifty dollars. Anyway. I'll be concerned. Why
1: can't I find our midseason? Because I didn't post on the them on the Instagram.
2: Room.
3: We all had Buffalo, I think.
2: Yes. We all had Buffalo. I had, I think, Los Angeles. You had
1: – I can't Angeles. remember if I had Green Bay or the Rams.
0: You had Green Bay. Oh, I need winners, by the way, from everybody. So, Colin, do you have Buffalo or Pe- Green Bay winning?
1: Green – Um, I, I bet I took Green Bay midseason. I'll stick with them. All right.
0: um, Frankie, Bengals or Rams?
4: I will have Bengals. I like that Bengals
1: team. You're wow. fucked.
4: I'm calling for that Bengals team. I like Joey B this year, dude. I don't think he, I don't think he's stoppable. That cigar and everything, man. He ain't going nowhere. I, you know, it is worth noting that I I do have to get a Rams
0: tattoo if they win the Super Bowl.
4: Oh, maybe I'll switch it. No, I, I want that to happen, but I think that other thing will happen, so I'm sticking with my pick.
0: Dan, Chiefs or Packers? Packers. And then Connor, Titans or Rams. Oh,
1: well, fuck yeah. All right. Evan, who's your pick?
0: Uh, I'm taking Dallas.
1: Oh. All right. Let's get to power rankings. This pod is running fucking exceptionally long right now. Um, so we'll breeze through those quickly Here we go. and then get to pick them.
2: All right. We're going to start off with college football. First time in a while now that the bowl games are starting to get out of the way. Number one, Alabama's a crimson tide. Number two, Georgia Bulldogs. Number three, Michigan Wolverines Four, Cincinnati Bearcats, five Baylor bears, six Ohio state Buckeyes. Actually that is wrong. Those teams are flipped. So Ohio state is five and Baylor bears is six. Notre Dame is seven. Oklahoma state is eight. Utah is nine and Ole miss is 10.
1: Pretty good. Um, Real I like quick. looking
0: at it like this because I can actually see what everyone I feel like I can see more what people other people are doing. Fair enough.
1: Real quick, I don't get how the fuck you guys have Notre Dame in your top ten at all. They blew a I 35 don't. to 14 lead. Yeah, Dan, I agree with you. 35 to 14 lead. And you guys have them all ranked ahead of the team that they lost to Oklahoma State. Um I'm, uh, quite frankly, disgusted with Connor, Evan, and Frank for that. <laughs> You're always disgusted with me, asshole.
4: I, the Jaguars lost to the uh, – beat the Bills, but I'd still have the Bills ranked above the Jaguars.
1: Good argument. Uh, I that like that. That is them. not even close to a <laughs> it bad is the analogy.
2: worst argument
4: ever. I think it's the second a time brought analogy. it up. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm because
2: Notre Dame
1: and Oklahoma State a lot were perennial of top 10 teams this year. Jacksonville's I don't a perennial think Oklahoma shitter.
4: State is better than Notre Dame. On average, on a regular day, maybe they'd beat them in a matchup. That does not necessarily mean they're the better team, as far as rankings goes. Rankings is not based. I know, on but how game.
1: can you rank a team? How can you rank a team that just blew a fucking lead like that, higher than the team they blew it to?
4: I, I'm just going to. I think at Notre Dame's better.
1: Rankings
2: flawed. He has Ohio State ahead of Michigan.
4: Yeah, again, I have my reasons for that too. I think Ohio State's a better team than Michigan. I just think Michigan's a better matchup against Ohio State. That's why they beat Ohio. <laughs> ranking's think-
3: logic is sound. Colin, I see Colin, I see you have Kansas City ahead of Cincinnati over on the right side, Mister.
4: My logic makes sense. Beautiful point by I Con- did make Con- my rankings. Beautiful point by Connor Newman
0: right there. That is a beautiful point.
1: I'm so – I don't think they're the same tier, though. Like, I think Notre Dame and Oklahoma State are the same tier. I guarantee – no, listen, listen. I guarantee if
0: we looked at your college football power rankings, the last time you did them, you had Notre Dame higher than Oklahoma State, probably. I doubt it. I would almost guarantee that. I don't think last time you looked at it, you thought
4: Oklahoma State was better than Notre Dame, though. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly like Evan said. I don't know, man. Teams lose games. Teams lose games. Teams worse than them. That doesn't mean they're a better team or a worse team. It happens.
0: Colin's still high on Indy. Right.
3: And did you copy right. my power rankings, bro? No.
2: I will now move into the
1: NFL. Yeah, I had OK State 5, Notre Dame 6 in my last college football power rankings.
3: All power to you, sir.
4: There's still something wrong with that. Why is OK State 5? <laughs> <laughs> I had at O'Gates. that point, nobody well, was I had that good. I
2: had Baylor at five. Look at me.
0: Well, Dan's been right By about Baylor a lot. Football. I, I've, I've given you praise, Dan. Have you have you noted I've given you praise?
2: I know. You give me praise because I'm right. I mean, that's just how it should work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all
4: right. Wait, why is Cincinnati eight in our thing?
2: Okay. No, that I switched it, Frank. Come on. This is how technology works. We're on the NFL now. Newman, you don't have yeah, Cincinnati I know. Yeah, I forget it.
1: higher than 10? Nope.
2: All right, so for those that can't see the Excel sheet because they're listening to a podcast, boys, uh, Green Bay Packers coming in at one, Kansas City Chiefs at two, Tampa Bay Bucs at three, Los Angeles Rams at four, Buffalo Bills at five, Cincinnati Bengals at six, New England Patriots at seven, Arizona Cardinals at eight, the Tennessee Titans at nine, and the Dallas Cowboys at ten. Have at it.
4: Who wants lovely. to take out the claws first? <laughs>
3: it's a lovely I can't ranking. Believe you everyone. guys all
4: have the Chiefs at two. You're such Madden players, bro. I don't – I I don't – I just don't see what's so great about them. They're the same team as every year, yeah, except like a little bit worse than usual. And then you have Tampa Bay, which is still good. You have the Rams, who oh, I, I think are getting slept on. I don't know. They had a bad – Evan, game. what the, the fuck Rams is Tampa players, at
1: eight? So.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> um I'll explain it in a couple
0: of ways. It's flawed as he says. Listen, listen, listen. One, I said it to Colin on Sunday. I said Brady seems off lately and I, and I don't know if it's because he doesn't have the weapons. Like I don't know 100% what it is. Yeah, he had that good comeback, but like in the last few weeks, I haven't been 100% impressed, especially that New Orleans game. That was pitiful to watch I and mean, it cost me a championship. Uh in fantasy. Anyway, secondly, um, Godwin's out. Godwin would draw like 10 to 14 targets a game. Like Brady, his favorite target was Godwin. Granted, his favorite target in the red zone is Evans, but his favorite target in general his favorite target
3: Brown. is the fucking running backs, let's be real. Or
0: the running backs. That's His yeah.
1: favorite uh, target's the check down.
3: Check down Tom, baby. Trademark it.
0: And number <laughs> three, I just don't like the secondary. Like, yeah, they can stop the run, but I think that team is capable to be thrown on all over.
1: I just think 8 is pretty eight, fucking eight. That, But that
0: to me just goes to show it was not an easy decision cuz like 1 through 10 like is like Dan has said it's all like you can make a case like in all in a lot of different ways like a lot of the teams I think to, in my opinion are, are even Dan showing that he's a genius or, or something I'm just or, saying Dan show no, that I'm Dan a genius too
3: end up good.
2: being right I'm just saying usually Listen, I mean, I... we'll see Dan, Art show my top five, to five, too. Attacked my power rankings, and a week later, they ended up being correct.
4: Debatable. I disagree. I think my power rankings are correct.
2: Frank, you just said <laughs> the Chiefs aren't that great and put them still at the fourth best team out of 32 in the NFL. Like, Yeah, they're not that
4: great hit. relative to the top five teams, not relative uh, but to But, Frankie, Jaguars.
1: I mean, the Chiefs are still your Highest-ranked AFC team. It just doesn't make much sense.
4: Yeah, because the NFC teams are all better. The AFC sucks this year. But if
1: the Chiefs aren't that great, then who's your AFC fucking favorite if it's not the Chiefs?
4: In the playoffs, I would take the Bengals, but that's more, that's more of a like matchup thing. I don't think the Bengals are a better overall team necessarily than the Chiefs. I don't understand how you. I don't do get that. this logic.
0: I don't understand how you. Frank and Colin can have the Titans out. Henry's literally the coming Titans, back. And, because running back teams like
4: that don't make it past the wild card, just like they didn't make it past the wild card last it's, year. I mean, winning the wild it's card. Frank, it it's the Derek,
0: Frank, it's Derek motherfucking Henry. The king is back.
4: Right, the can defense. he throw the ball? Yes, he can actually. So you're right. All right. If he starts throwing for 200 yards a game, too. AJ Brown still hurt? No, he's back. All right, Julio Jones is out.
1: Tennessee does not belong.
4: They aren't that good, Fucking dude.
1: four Adam. again. They're still beat up. Their
4: is fucking amazing, and when Henry's there,
0: their offense clicks. When Tannehill's so much better when Henry's there. He's I would not, not there think yet, Tennessee, though.
1: Oh,
4: yeah, he, he was He's just activated to he's be coming off. back this week isn't
1: he he has three weeks to be activated from that he's not playing week 18 i don't see right. any change in that he's team playing from week 17 playoffs, to it week doesn't eight matter
4: eight. they literally have to win one game and they're the one seed but i'm just saying i still don't yeah, think they
0: play and they play, they play Houston? i think that's a win i ain't worried about
4: that and then he'll be back yeah but again. this isn't just, my playoff,
1: <laughs> playoff rankings this is my week 17 rankings
4: i'm not your own interpretation colin Oh, the cult, Let's move on. The cult, Let's get to pickums. Kind of we're team
1: we're team. out of we're running out of time here. Nobody's gonna listen to this episode. It's fucking an hour and a half long.
4: People like the
0: conversation, Colin. Pickums. No one's on your Pick'ems. fucking
1: Pick'ems. time. Pick'ems.
0: Pick'ems. All right. We'll go. Colin,
2: Evan, Newman, Frank, myself. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs at Denver Broncos. KC. Kansas City.
3: Kansas City. I think it's my turn.
2: Kansas City. Clean sweep, KC. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Is there anything on the line for Dallas in on this one? Uh, Seeding between two and three, or four, I mean, but that's about it.
1: We'll take Philly. Dallas. Dallas. Dallas.
2: Dallas. If half the Eagles team didn't catch COVID, I would have taken the Eagles, but I'm going to take Dallas. Um, the
1: Washington. Uh-oh. I don't like being alone. Team...
0: This is why you're last.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard the standings yet, so that may not be true.
0: Uh, the
2: Washington football team at the New York Giants.
1: Washington.
4: Yeah, that's Wash. It's got to be Washington.
1: It's, yeah, it's Washington. That's a shit
3: bowl,
4: though. <laughs> I guess Washington
3: Washington
2: because they didn't have negative 12 passing yards this past week clean sweep uh the <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns
1: Bengals
0: no borrow no mix and I'll go Cleveland
3: oh wills okay Bengals. Cleveland Bengals it doesn't matter
4: <laughs> Cleveland it does matter <laughs> no yeah
1: I'll go Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to go
2: Cleveland Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers At the Baltimore Ravens
1: Uh, I'm going to take Lamar back No one knows I'll I'll still pick Baltimore
0: I said like four weeks ago I was just going to pick Pittsburgh So I'm going to keep picking them
3: Baltimore for me
4: Baltimore with or without Lamar. I'm
2: gonna go with Baltimore. Um the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions.
1: Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay.
4: Lions pulling out the upset, baby, and only losing by 15. So Green Bay.
2: (laughs) Things sweep, Green Bay. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Indy.
0: Probably it's just got to be Indy. Even though I don't think it'll be as easy as they think.
1: Indy.
4: Indy.
2: Green sweep. Indy. Uh, the Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Minnesota.
0: Is Cousins playing? Probably think
1: so. I'll he take, should be out of quarantine by then. Uh,
0: yeah, I think I'll take Minnesota.
1: I'll take Chicago.
0: Minnesota.
2: Tell you what, Kellen Mond for sure will not be playing. Um, I'm going to take Chicago.
3: Don't spoil my bold take. God.
2: Ooh. Uh, the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. Titans. 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 Clean sweep. Tennessee. Uh, the New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons.
0: This is a big one.
1: I'm going to take New Orleans. Saints. Yeah, I'll take Saints.
4: Who's playing at quarterback for New Orleans right now?
3: Taysom Hill. Hill.
4: Is it – I'm still going to go Falcons.
2: Atlanta Falcons, baby. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Seattle. Arizona. Arizona.
4: Arizona. Arizona.
3: Uh,
2: the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills.
1: Buffalo.
0: Buffalo Bills. Bills. Buffalo.
2: Clean sweep. Buffalo. Uh, the Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: Tampa Bay. Tampa. Tampa.
4: Tampa. Tampa.
3: Clean sweep. And Tampa this last
4: Bay. week is really just like for absolute toilet ball games, huh? Like this extra week they had. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So fun. Uh the New England Patriots at the Miami
0: Dolphins.
1: New England. Pats. Pats.
4: Pats. Yeah,
2: screw it. Give me Miami.
4: You Fine. only did that to be different.
2: <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams.
1: San Francisco.
0: Oh, this is a tough one. Rams.
1: Rams.
4: That is a tough game. Rams.
2: I'm gonna go with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I bet they'll cover
0: the spread. I think it would be tight. I bet you the spread's tight to begin with. I think it's like four and a half. Um
2: big one. Sunday night football. Winner gets into the playoffs. Loser. I'm sorry. You're out. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders.
3: Think very hard before I put you in
1: the waiting room. Chargers.
0: Oh, chargers. Well, I said it earlier today. Uh, Raiders.
4: <laughs>
3: chargers, chargers for me. Frankie.
4: As- as much as I want to get put in the waiting room, I actually do think the Chargers are a much better team than the Raiders, so we'll go Chargers.
3: Newman.
0: Straight
1: out of North Korea. Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, no,
3: Dan. Dan, I'll keep
1: you in. Thank you. That's it for Pickums. Um, Dan's muted. <laughs> Uh, both takes. I <laughs> saw him mouth. Mine is a-,
4: a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Both takes. Yeah, both takes. Yes.
4: Uh, am
0: I up first? Nice sure. sure. Sure, dude. The Buffalo Bills beat the Jets by thirty, maybe even more. I wanted to be fucking close. Okay.
1: Mine Next? is that the Rams and Cardinals both lose.
3: Who's next? Me. All right. Mine is that Kellen Mond plays a snap or more.
0: <laughs> I like the pick, Kim Jong un.
3: <laughs> Don't test me, bro. <laughs> I'm reporting you right now.
0: Actually, I, I, I should call you Rob Manford anyway. Ooh, it's even worse.
1: Low blow. <laughs>
2: um, my bold take is going to be that Davis Mills throws for 275 yards. And we'll go with two touchdowns.
4: The Dolphins put up 10 or less against the Patriots. To
1: a trash.
4: Trash of Aloha.
1: That's all I got. You guys got anything else to add?
2: Get out of here. If you're still listening,
1: you're a legend. For real. And get a legend. Uh, Newman, <laughs> you have to end it, but we'll see you next week. Later. Peace. Peace. Put your tears away, and no fear today
4: You can drive off towards that summertime sunset It's what you ain't Take
1: the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who you